0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. One of the first things that we learn as dear children in church, in Sunday school, are the Ten Commandments. And we know, as we're told in the book of Romans, that these things were instilled in us, even from creation, that man knows how to truly serve his creator. The truth of the matter is this, that the Ten Commandments are simply guidelines or instructions that show us what it looks like to love God first and to love others second. That's why the first five commandments are commandments about how to love God rightly, to put no other God before him, to honor him, to spend time with him. And the last five Commandments are how to love the brethren. Don't steal, commit murder, covet, things like that. Yet I find it very interesting that of the Ten Commandments, the only one that we have decided that we don't need to follow is the one that was written for us. The one that says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. When God gave these instructions to his people, He gave it with the commandment that it would be observed for perpetual generations. That means that we are still required to keep this commandment today, no matter what anyone tells us. So what does it mean? What does that look like to us to keep the Sabbath? Well, in the time of Jesus, this was one of the things that got him in trouble continually because that there had been so many rules and laws written about what it should look like to keep the Sabbath. To which Jesus replied to the Pharisees when they rebuked him for doing things like healing people, preaching, or picking corn to eat on the Sabbath. He said that the Sabbath was created by God for men, not by men for God. And that he was the Sabbath, that he was the Lord of the Sabbath. Therefore, those who were with him were fulfilling the Sabbath. Because you see, one of the reasons that the Sabbath was given was because that men had to come to the temple to be in the presence of God. They had to go to priests to hear the Torah read. So there was a day set aside every week that they could come and rest and abide and meditate on his words and his precepts and fellowship. Remember that the Ten Commandments are given as wedding vows to a marriage covenant, and the Sabbath was the symbol of it. Not unlike a wedding ring is a symbol for us that we are in relationship, that we are in covenant, in fellowship, in partnership With someone. For them it was something that all the world could see them doing. That they would take a day aside. To spend time with the king. So when we look at it for its purposes. Then we really can't disagree. That we are still supposed to keep the Sabbath. And that we should be setting time aside. To spend with God. In fellowship. In worship. In prayer and supplication. In study of the word. Though we may not have to do it on a particular day because that we do not have to go to the temple to pray or to be in his presence. That doesn't excuse us from it. In fact, it lays a greater importance on the fact that we should do it because that we can do it any day. We have access to the king because of Jesus's suffering. You see, the Sabbath was the seventh day of the week. And there's something that I find very interesting in that God said that a thousand years on earth is like a day to him. So if we look at it from creation until the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus, there has been about 7,000 years, which puts us in the seventh day. Therefore, When Jesus was crucified and time itself was changed, we entered into the Sabbath, a seventh-day dispensation. Therefore, ought we continually to honor the Sabbath? But again, that brings us back to examining what it really looks like to honor the Sabbath, because this is what caused a lot of problems In the time of Jesus is that men had tried to interpret what it would look like to honor the Sabbath. And they had put all of these rules and burdens on people. But if we look at what God really said about it. We go back to the time of Jeremiah when they had failed to honor the Sabbath. And God's judgment had come upon the nation because of it. And God through Jeremiah cried out. Lay no burden Upon you on the Sabbath. As Jeremiah stood there and cried out, the people were still working on the Sabbath day. They were still trying to make their own way. They were putting heavy burdens upon themselves, upon others, upon their animals. They were involved in commerce and in building and in doing all of these very busy things, while very few were seeking the king. I think this is probably the greatest essence of the Sabbath that we need to grab hold of is that on the Sabbath, they were not to bear their burdens and not to put them on others either. They were to come to God. Therefore, if Christ is our Sabbath and we are in a Sabbath day dispensation, then for the entirety of this dispensation of grace, I would say we are to honor this Sabbath by ceasing from our laborings and our works and from trying to provide for ourselves and having faith in God to do it. By laying our burdens on him who is the Sabbath. Because on the Sabbath, we are not to carry our own burdens. So today, my friend, if you believe that Jesus truly is the Sabbath and that we are in the seventh day of the great calendar of the ages, then come to him right now and lay your burdens down at the feet of Jesus and visit and rest in him. Simply come and talk to him, ask him, unload before him. Now, during the Sabbath, there were a few things that Jesus cleared up for us. He told us that if your donkey were to fall into a ditch or a pit on the Sabbath, would you not go and help him and get him out? You see, a donkey to the Jews was an unclean animal. And could very often represent Gentiles. The Bible tells us in other passages that if the blind lead the blind, then they will all fall into a ditch. So in this, I think Jesus was making a multi-layered statement. That within the Sabbath season, it is okay and expected by him that we would help others that we would bring the light of his truth and his countenance to them and help them out of the pit that they have fallen in. This is embodied in the reality that though we are not to bear our own burdens, but lay those upon Christ, we are told that we are to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Therefore, in this Sabbath dispensation, Are we to preach the gospel? Are we to be charitable? Are we to help others? Are we to intercede for the lost? No, we don't work for us, our place, our righteousness. We lay aside our laborings and our building of our own kingdom and even the seeking of our own provision in faith that God will Provide it. As we walk with him, we give those burdens up for Christ, who is our Sabbath. So again, let's make it very simple as we learn today how we are to honor the Sabbath perpetually for all generations, even though we have entered into a new dispensation. He says to keep the Sabbath holy. That means set apart. We need to take some time to commune with God. Yes, once a week at least, but I would say daily. While we are in this dispensation of grace, because of what Jesus did, we have been given access. That we might come boldly before that throne of grace and find whatever it is that we need. Let us not neglect so great a salvation and a gift that we have been given from our King. The Lord of the Sabbath. On the Sabbath, we were to spend time with family. Now we are part of the family of God, so I do think that it is important that we do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, as the scripture tells us, even more so as the days grow darker and more wicked. We are to remember to rest that the scriptures tell us that he gives his beloved rest and we ought to have enough confidence in him to come to him with our problems, to lay our burdens on him and to rest assured that he loves us, he hears us, and he's got us. And while we remind ourselves daily not to bear any personal burden, but to bring them all to the Lord, we are also to remember daily to share in his burden for the lost to pray for them, that we are to help others, to be charitable. Remember, Jesus said many times that when he came, he would know who were truly of his flock, by rather or not they tended to the needs of the least of these, if they helped others, if they cared for their brothers. But above everything, I think this is the greatest essence of honoring the Sabbath, because out of it, all the rest will flow with abundance is to sit and sup and commune and spend time with Jesus. Because if he is the Sabbath and the Lord of it, if we are honoring him, then we honor the Sabbath. So worship, visit, talk with, rest in the presence of, put your trust, your faith, your hope in, be committed in a marriage covenant, to Jesus. Yes, we are to help others to bear their burdens and help them to bring those burdens to God. We are to tend to the needs of others in love, charity, and ministry where we see the need for it. We are to share in Jesus's burden for the lost through prayer, intercession, and the sharing of our witness all while laying our burdens at the feet of Jesus. That is how we honor the Sabbath, both perpetually in all generations and in this seventh-day Sabbath dispensation, but also on our own personal Sabbath days because though we may be in a dispensation of grace, it does not take away the need to get shut in personally with the King. The Lord of the Sabbath is waiting. O Lord, teach us to pray. Even as the disciples had the wisdom to ask you, Lord, so do we ask you today. Teach us to come before you, to call upon your holy name, to make our petitions known, to give you praise and adoration, and to lay our burdens at the foot of your throne. O Lord, to know that we cannot carry this weight alone, but that if we choose to be yoked up with you, then there's nothing that you cannot do, and the burden will become easy and light. Teach us how to fight the good fight without becoming weary in well-doing. Teach us to honor the Sabbath the way that you intended us to. Teach us to honor you the way that you deserve us to. Teach us to trust you, to love you, to cherish every moment with you. To not try to lead or run off or do our own thing, but to be as dear children willing to stand on daddy's feet and dance while you take the lead. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.